Welcome to the second season of One Word Check-In, the podcast for those who tend to check out when life becomes too much. When we live our lives checked out, we run on autopilot and often miss the richness life has to offer. We can become disconnected from our relationships and ourselves. No matter how busy we are, it's important to periodically pause and check in, not only with ourselves, but with others. That's how we stay connected to the present moment. And that's how we stay connected to God, because that's where God is, right here, right now. The one word check-in is a practice that summarizes feelings in one word. We check in with ourselves and name our well-being for the day, week, or season of life. I'm Pastor Christy and I'm glad you're here in this moment. I invite you to check in and think of one word that describes what you're feeling right now. Sometimes it's difficult to limit to one word, I know. So hyphenated words and phrases are okay. Are you ready? It's time to check in. What's your word for today? I will now share a short reflection centered on one word that can be used in meditation and self-reflection throughout your week. The word is taken from scripture in which I will read before the reflection. I invite you to listen to the scripture for the word, phrase, or image that draws your attention. Now this podcast coincides with Exploring Scripture, a community that practices Lexia Divina together. If you'd like more info about Exploring Scripture, You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, foothillsumc.org. Get comfortable and open yourself to the word that God has for you today. The scripture for this week is Matthew 24. 36 through 44, but we are entering to a new church year, a new season of Advent in which we will begin the study of Matthew. We say goodbye to the Gospel of Luke. So the last couple of months, I've just really been led to the message. So I've decided that I'm going to read the scripture this month uh, in, from the message translation. And um, in the message translation, we need to back it up just a little bit. So that way we kind of understand what's going on. So I'm going to read Matthew 24, 30 through 44. I invite you to open your hearts to see the word, phrase, or image that God is speaking into your life. Then the arrival of the Son of Man. It will fill the skies. No one will miss it. Unready people all over the world, outsiders to the splendor and power, will raise a huge lament as they watch the Son of Man blazing out of heaven. At that same moment, 
He'll dispatch his angels with a trumpet blast summons, pulling in God's chosen from the four winds, from pole to pole. Take a lesson from the fig tree. From the moment you notice it buds form the merest hint of green, you know summer's just around the corner. So it is with you. When you see all these things, you'll know he's at the door. Don't take this lightly. I'm not just saying this for some future generation, but for all of you. This age continues until all these things take place. Sky and earth will wear out. My words won't wear out. But the exact day and hour? No one knows that. Not even heaven's angels. Not even the Son. Only the Father knows. The arrival of the Son of Man will take place in times like Noah's. But before the great flood, everyone was carrying on as usual, having a good time right up to the day Noah boarded the ark. They knew nothing until the flood hit and swept everything away. The Son of Man's arrival will be like that. Two men will be working in the field. One will be taken, one left behind. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, one left behind. So stay awake, alert. You have no idea what day your master will show up. But you do know this. You know that if the homeowner had known what time of night the burglar would arrive, he would have been there with his dogs to prevent the break-in. Be vigilant. Just like that, you have no idea when the Son of Man is going to show up. This seems kind of like a strange scripture to include uh, on uh, the first Sunday of Advent that is approaching very quickly. It is talking about the second coming of Christ. And that is something that we wait for and look for and prepare for during our season of Advent. Advent means the arrival of a notable person, thing, or an event. So in the church, it means we are anticipating the arrival of Christ or the return of Christ. Just as God's people long for the Messiah's first coming, we long for the second coming when Christ will make all things new. So during this time of waiting, we keep watch for signs of hope, peace, joy, and love while we prepare our hearts and ready ourselves to receive the gift of Christ. During this time of waiting and preparation, we can do spiritual practices that help us prepare and be ready. One traditional ritual is the Advent wreath in which we light a candle each Sunday As we move closer to Christmas, the candles represent the light that Christ brings in forms of hope, peace, joy, and love. And it brightens each week until we reach a full illumination with the arrival of Christ. Now, the candles are encircled by the wreath as a symbol of Christ's eternal love. There's no beginning or ending just a continuous flow of love. 
and the greenery of the evergreen represents everlasting life. You may be wondering why we include three purple candles and one pink candle. Well, in the church, purple or blue are the traditional colors of Advent that represent preparation, penitence, and royalty to welcome the new king. I'll explain later why there's a pink one. So I invite you to include an Advent wreath in your decorations at home. You don't have to have a wreath. You can just have the candles that you light each week during a family meal or special time together. Or you could also use the flameless candles. And if you worship online, you can always light your candle when um, the Advent candle is lit during the worship service. So on this first Sunday of Advent, we begin with the hope candle. We focus on hope because Christ gives us hope. Now, if this is a particularly tough holiday season for you, the hope candle reminds us that we do have hope that Christ will walk with us in our suffering and pain. And we have hope that Christ won't leave us in our pain. Hope helps us to look for the unexpected ways Christ comes into our lives. When we least expect it, light enters our lives, and that gives us hope. Let us now prepare to light the hope candle. God of hope, Sometimes we wonder if the world will ever change. We wonder how much longer we have to wait. We wonder if our questions will ever be answered. We hate wait. It seems as if all we do is wait. We wait for better times. We wait for real change. We wait to receive a word from you. We hate, wait. But during this season of Advent, we wait expectantly and anxiously for you. We adjust our attitudes about waiting. We calm our restless hearts. We know your light is coming and we ready ourselves to receive it. We are ready to receive it. We are ready to be born anew. We are ready for your light to come and illuminate the world. We light the candle of hope because you give us hope in the waiting. Amen. If you would like to reflect a little more on hope, I invite you to think about where do you find hope? Or where do you need hope in your life? And I invite you to write a prayer of hope this week. Thank you for listening to One Word Check-In. Share it with your friends if you found it meaningful. May God's grace and peace surround you this day.